So the word I have in my heart tonight is the word change. And that's what I want to talk to you about this evening is change. And of course, next week, if we have midweek service, we're trying to figure out whether we're going to do all Wednesday night opens or every other. So we'll let you know by email or text real, real soon. But whatever the case may be, change will be the subject. How many of you know that change is a process? It is definitely not a one-time event. And the word change, it means to alter, to shift. It means to make different. Now, I've discovered this in my life, that in order for change to take place in me, and I believe, and you, in order for change to take place around us, it must begin within us. And so change then begins by renewing your mind and altering the way you think to line up your thoughts with God's word. Now change can be a difficult process, but it is absolutely necessary. None of us on this side of glory will ever arrive. But thank God we're on our way. And thank God he who has begun a good work in you, he is going to perform it. He is going to complete it until he returns. But now along our journey in life, along this glorious path that God has for us, we must be open to change. We must be flexible and open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we can be changed from one degree of glory to the next. I found this out way back in the 70s when I was in my rehabilitation center for drugs and alcohol. I discovered this. In order for me to change, I had to give myself to it. I had to have a strong desire to change and not be afraid to change. Change is not easy, but thank God it is possible. You know, a lot of people love the results of change, However, they don't like the process so much. One person said it this way, and I quote, that progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. It's progress. It's a process. So if we can change our mind and change our words in alignment with the Word of God we can see great changes in our life. Amen. Amen. And so for you that are watching online, you are so welcome in this service tonight. We want you to know we love you. We're praying for you. Let's pray as we look at some scriptures. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you and I'm asking, sir, and we join faith for utterance to be given, for the eyes of our understanding to be flooded with light, for our inner man to be strengthened. For we know that you said in your word that it is the strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in a time of infirmity. Thank you, Father, that there is strength from the Spirit of God and there's strength that comes from the Word of God. You told us in the book of Ephesians to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So thank you, Lord, you've made strength available for all of us. Strength in our spirit, strength in our soul, and strength in our physical bodies. 
Lord, we know that we believe with all of our hearts that these are the very last of the last days, and yet there's much of our race yet to run. Help us to run it with the Spirit of God attending our way. Help us to run our race and finish our course being strengthened every day. And we give you the glory, and we give you the praise for it in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, the Bible says that they that do know their God shall be strong. And as a result of knowing God and being strong, they shall do great exploits. It is the will of God and the plan of God for great exploits to be done in this time. We're going to run into a lot of people that have been weakened by circumstance. People that have been downtrodden, just beat up on the right and beat up on the left. But those that do know their God, those that are strong, can lift them up. Amen? Amen. And that's what it's all about here at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. So are you ready? Look at Romans chapter 12 and notice with me, in verse 2. Romans, the 12th chapter, and verse 2. We're going to take our time on this tonight. And uh, notice it says here, and be not conformed to this world. Let's stop right there. Be not conformed to this world. Philip's translation says of that verse, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold. But let God, remold, let God remold your minds from within. Amen. And so there is this peer pressure that comes in the world. Peer pressure didn't end, you know, at childhood or on the playgrounds. No, there's still this peer pressure. There's this pressure that comes from the spirit of this world to follow after their pattern to live their, our lives after their fashion. As a matter of fact, the message translation says this, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it even without thinking. Yeah. Don't be so well adjusted to your culture. So we see here, Paul writing to the church at Rome says, don't be conformed. I looked up the word conformed earlier today from Thayer's, and Thayer said to conform means to conform oneself, one's mind, and one's character to another's pattern. And so we are warned, we're exhorted not to be conformed to this world. The CEB says this, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. The CEV says, don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. And still another translation says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. So what he's saying is this, don't be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed. Be changed. Be changed by a new way of thinking. Say that with me. I'm being changed by a new way of thinking. 
Now, immediately when I make that statement, new, I think of 2 Corinthians 5.17, where it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, what is he? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. And then it goes on to say at the end of that verse, Old things have passed away. Aren't you glad? And behold, all things have become glory to God. So we are now new creations if we're born of God with a new way, a God way, a Yahweh of thinking. Amen? Everyone say Yahweh. Yahweh. (laughs) And man, he's got a lot to say. Matter of fact, he's given us 66 books of words. Words that can shape your mind. Words that can change you. Words that can rearrange you. Words that can bring you up to a place that you thought you've never ever been able to be before. God's Word will promote you. God's Word will cause your life to be completely changed. But it requires our willingness and it requires our effort to let what has placed on the in what has happened on the inside of us at the new birth to be worked out to the outside amen we used to sing a song years ago we got someone on the inside and he's working on the outside oh what a change in my life we got the holy ghost on the inside he's working on the outside Oh, what a change in my life. Praise God. If people saw me today that grew up with me, they wouldn't believe it. And it's not because I'm so hot or so great. It's because God is so good. They might try to, you know, think about some things that we used to do, some places we used to go, some drugs we used to shoot, some cocaine we used to snort, some bars we used to go to. They might try to pull me back into that. But folks, I've been changed. I've been rearranged. I'm not the man I was back in the 70s or the 80s. I am a new creation. And you are not the person you were. Hallelujah. You have been saved. You have been sanctified. You have been filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with the Word of God. Oh, what a change in our lives. Amen. Now here's the good news. God wants to change people around us. He wants to change lives. Amen. New creations with a new way of thinking. Now the Amplified says this, and I'll quote it to you, part of it to you. It says, changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude. You get your mind renewed with the Word of God, it'll change your attitude. How many of you had a bad attitude B.C.? You had a bad attitude before Christ. What happened to your bad attitude as you got your mind renewed? You all of a sudden had a new attitude. Amen? I got a new attitude. How about you? So what do you say? Let's allow God to transform us into a new person by changing the way that we think. Amen. So again, be not conformed. 
This world has a cookie cutter way of trying to get us to fall in to their pattern. But you and I, we are destined to be different. Now that doesn't mean we're better. And that doesn't mean we're condescending. But we are destined to be different. You've been changed into another man. You've been changed into another woman. Hallelujah. Oh, what a difference Jesus makes. Glory to God. You know, I realize sometimes it's a process for people. And it takes some time for them to grab hold of things. I understand that. But over the process of time, things that bound us should not bind us any longer. Things that have held us down should not hold us back any longer. Say it with me. I'm destined to be different. And so then, you and I, we choose what we let form us. We choose what we let form us by choosing what we think on. Words have transforming power. Words, words of life, words from God have transforming power. Now the mere fact that he told us not to be conformed to this world means this. That means there's a danger we could be if we know, make no effort not to be. I mean, you know, if our thinking was just perfect all the time, if our thinking was just A-OK all the times, our mind wouldn't need to be renewed. Now, the Lord did something with our spirit, right? But then we then must do something with our mind. The word renew means to renovate, renovate. Thayer says that the word renovate means this, a renewal, a renovation, a complete change for the better. I like that. A complete change for the better. Back in 2003, this building we're in was the United Artists Movie Theater. It had six movie screens. It had kind of run its course. It was kind of beat up and beat down. And so we purchased it in 2003. And then over the process of years, through structural engineering and through all the things that needed to take place, this building was completely renovated. I mean, we tore out walls. I say we did, but they did. <laughs> they tore out walls, removed all the chairs, you know, ripped up all the floor. Just complete renovation. The upstairs completely was renovated. Over to my right and to your left is beautiful classrooms. One classroom, I think, seats maybe 75 people or so. Then over there on that end of that floor, we have a wonderful arcade for our youth. We have a studio over there in one of the classrooms. And so on this side upstairs is just huge office space. It's just wonderful. It's so good, praise God, to have space. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't like to be I don't like to live in tight places. I like to have a little room. You know? When people talk to you and they get up in your face, you want to say, Hey, step back now, brother. 
give the brother some room here to talk. <laughs> but didn't God do us awesome here? This is, <laughs> this is a miracle. This is a, this is a miracle. To have five acres of land, of choice land, on the, on the Hesperian Boulevard? Are you kidding me? It's God. God is good. All the time. And all the time, God is good. And you know what? We haven't missed a mortgage payment yet. That ought to make you happy. We haven't missed a mortgage payment yet. Our auditors just got done with our audit this week. Going to hand it into the bank. Just got done with it. Praise God. And, and we made it through 2020 at 102% DCR. That means our debt coverage ratio was 2% over where it needed to be. In 2020. Come on, somebody say it. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you the truth. I'm looking forward to the day where we can burn the mortgage. <laughs> right? You know, we're paying $46,000 a month for this building and for this property. But we ain't going to be paying that very much longer. Why is that? Because God is good. And His thoughts and His words are forming in all of us debt freedom. When we see in the Word of God that He liberally supplies and fills to the full our every need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus, guess what happens? It begins to work in your heart, begins to get on your mind. Instead of seeing yourself in debt up to here, you see yourself completely debt free. And that's the will of God. For whom the Son is set free, He is free indeed. Somebody said, well, how's it going to happen? Do you know some people with big bucks? It's not about knowing people with big bucks. It's knowing the El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. Amen? So how do we get off on that? Well, thoughts are transforming. You see, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think debt and you talk debt, debt will rise up and rob you and overtake you. You gotta think abundance. You gotta think the God of plenty. You gotta think of Jehovah Jireh, the one who supplies all your need. Amen. Thoughts are transforming. They may have told you, well, you'll have this the rest of your life. Now, I love doctors. I appreciate doctors. I think they do a great job. But you know, doctors don't have the last word. God has the final word. And so don't let anybody tell you that there's no hope or there's no way. Because Jesus is alive and well, and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Someone says, well, don't you know people that have died with things? Absolutely. We see it all the time. We love people. You know what? The good news is they're in a better place. The Bible says a far better place. Y'all still here? Praise the Lord. Thoughts are transforming. That's why we encourage people to take God's medicine. What is God's medicine? God's medicine is found in Proverbs 4, 20-22, where He says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saints. 
Keep my words in the midst of thine heart. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them, and they are health or medicine to all of their flesh. There is no part of your flesh, there's not one single cell, not one single part of your body, no organ, no tissue that cannot be affected by God's medicine. And so, just keep taking it. Just keep taking it. Yeah, but it seems like it's getting worse. Just keep taking it. Cooperate with medical science. Do what you're led to do. But don't forget God's Word. Don't forget God's medicine. Amen? Amen. Say it with me. Thoughts are transforming. I'm glad when I got born again, I had transforming thoughts. A thought came to me. Go to Bible college. So there off, off I went to Bible college. Went to Bible college, got to Bible college. Lived in a small apartment, but upstairs there was a young lady from Pawnee, Oklahoma that also heard the same word, go to Bible college. She went to Bible college. God put my wife right up stairs from me in July of 2000, uh, or no, 1977. But I was able to get that from God because my mind was renewed. See, you can trust the leadings of the Holy Spirit when you balance them with the Word. For it is the Word of God and the Spirit of God combined together that will lead you on the right path of life. Say with me, thoughts, God's thoughts are transforming. So, we renovated this place. That's where I was. How many of you know something needs to come into our minds and rip out some of the old stuff? Some demolition of some of the stuff that we got from the world. That's what Corinthians says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. One of the major weapons of our warfare is the Word of God. He says it's not carnal, but they're mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Amen. So renovating the mind is, a, is about replacing the message of this world with the message of the truth. And the evidence of a renewed mind is change. How many of you have been changed? Yeah. Glory to God. The evidence. Now let's just look at a few scriptures about what God's word will do for your mind. God's word will do for your soul. Uh, Psalms 19 and verse 7 says this. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect. We could say it this way. The word of God is perfect. Converting or changing the soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Amen? God's Word translation says this, The teachings of the Lord are perfect. They renew the soul. They go right together. The testimony of the Lord is dependable. It makes gullible people wise. But pay attention to that. The teachings of the Lord are perfect. They renew the mind. That's why it's so important to be in church. If somebody says, you're just saying that because you're a pastor. If I wasn't a pastor, I'd be in church. 
I've been in church now for many, many moons, many, many years. But if I wasn't standing up here before you, I'd still be in church. And you know what else I would do? I would make sure my babies were in church. It's so important for kids to be in church. Why? Because kids follow our examples. They do. Children follow our example. Getting mighty quiet in here. Okay. Passion. The Passion Translation says this. Yahweh's word is perfect in every way. And it goes on to say, Oh, how it revives my soul. Read that again. God's word is perfect in every way. Oh, how it has revived our souls. Mm, how it has revived our souls. There was a time in my life where I couldn't keep two thoughts together for more than a few seconds. My mind was gone from all the drugs I did, from all the things that I did, from all the ways that I yielded to the dark side, if you will. The enemy just came in and took over my soul. I could not think straight. When they... When I checked, I actually checked myself into a state hospital, which had an alcohol and drug unit. I checked myself in in October of 1974. When I checked myself in and I got in there, the lies just poured in, poured out, poured out. And the thought came, you'll never get out of here. And in state hospitals in those days, they put the criminally insane. They, and I, I, I don't know exactly you know, what words to use, but people that were extremely challenged. And we would be in one building, and then they would be in buildings just across the way and over here and over there. And in the middle of the night, you could hear the cries. You could hear the demonic cry of oppression. Things you don't even want to think about. Yeah. And for the first two or three weeks, I could not sleep. And in my mind and in my soul, these thoughts came, you'll never get out of here. Do you hear those people? Do you hear that? Do you see that? You'll be just like them and you'll never leave here. Ha, ha, <laughs> what happened? I got born again. I got born again. But I didn't just get born again. I did something with the Word of God and applied it to my soul, applied it to my mind. And thank God those days are gone forever. I found scriptures and it transformed the way I saw myself. I found a scripture which says, look, you have the mind of Christ. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power. You have a sound mind. I found scriptures like, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can live and not die. I will get out of there. I will leave this place. And about five months later, I did. 
And about two years later, I was pastoring in that town by the grace of God. Glory to God. Who shout with me and thank God for his presence. So I know what this word will do. That word will take a person like me on entry level, get me out of a place like that, but that word will continue in me as I continue in it, and it'll take me from one degree of glory to the next. It'll take you from growth to growth. It'll take you from victory to victory. So I know that you rejoice with me. I know that you do, and I give God all the glory and all of the praise for that. Thank you, Lord. The passion, once again, Yahweh's word is perfect in every way. You wouldn't have wanted to marry me like that, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> How it revives our souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young's literal translation, this is a very literal translation of the word. It says, the law of Jehovah is perfect, refreshing the soul. Hallelujah. So we see there's a reviving of the soul. There's a refreshing of the soul and there is a restoration of the soul through the word of God. Now let's go over to James chapter 1 and let's look at verse 21. Praise God. And you may be watching tonight and you've lost hope and you have sensed that things are just about over for you. I tell you, by the word of God, it's not over if you make a decision that it's not over. You can go over and you can get over what's over you now if you'll just rise up, take the word of God, apply it to your heart, get filled with the Holy Ghost and live for Jesus every day. You'll shake yourself down the road and they'll say, is that you? Praise God. Not really. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Say it with me. Christ in me, that is the hope of glory. <laughs> Woo, glory. Well, I've done it again. I've almost preached myself happy. In James chapter 1, verse 21. Notice this. James 1, 21. It says, Wherefore lay apart... All filthiness, filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness, now notice this, the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Now look at it in the amplified version. It says this, so get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. Amen. To save your souls. That word save there means to keep you safe and to keep you sound. Oh, the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. He restores our soul. Thank God for restoration, Marcella, in Jesus' name. Total restoration, total peace, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. So one of the greatest benefits 
of renewing the mind. Let's go back to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I'm getting cold up here. I don't know if you're cold down there, but it sure is cold up here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Mighty chilly in this Holy Ghost church. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord, send the fire. Shoo. It's probably because those doors in the back are open, but I guess they need to be. What's that got to do with your message? Nothing. All right, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 again. It says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now notice the rest of this. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and what? And the perfect will of God. Is there a perfect will of God? Is there a permissible will of God? Which would you rather be in? Would you rather be in God's center of God's will? Or just saying, okay, you can do that, but it's not my will. No, we want to be in the perfect will of God. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Now notice this. He says that you may prove what is that good and perfect will of God. This is one of the greatest benefits of renewing our minds. It enables us to discover to find and to function in the perfect will of God. And this has been my observation. Many people attempt to find God's will in other ways, like asking other people to pray for them constantly, or lay hands on me. You know, the Bible does not say we'd be transformed by praying and fasting. Praying and fasting are good things. But you can't cut corners. The way that true transformation takes is by the Holy Ghost and by the renewing of our mind. Amen? Amen. Now we're going to close here in a moment, but let's look at the word transformed. Everyone say transformed. transformed. This is the Greek word, and I have my Greek good friend here tonight, and I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong. But tell me if it's close. Metamorpho? Metamorpho, yeah. That's what the word transformed means. And what this describes is a metamorphosis. How many of you know that a cat caterpillar becomes what? A butterfly. And the same word is used to describe Jesus in his transfiguration. In Mark chapter 9, verse 2 and 3, it says this, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, John, and James and led them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transformed before them and his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on the earth could white them. Woo! Change, amen? Another translation says he was transfigured, he was changed in form before them and began to shine brightly with divine and regal glory. Did you know that it is the Father's will for all of His sons and His daughters to shine? 
It's His plan for us to shine. He says in over in Isaiah 60, He said, Arise and shine, for thy light has come. And in closing, look with me at 2 Corinthians 3, chapter, chapter 3, verse 18 in the Amplified. Amen. Glory. Let's read this together, why don't we? Ready? Read. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being changed, transfigured, same word, into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is that Spirit. So what happened to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration is what was on the inside showed up on the outside. And what happens when we behold Him? How many of you know what you behold, you become? What you behold, what you become. What you give place to gets in your spirit and changes you. You talk about putting a shine on. God's word will cause you to shine from the inside to the outside. You talk about transformed and transfiguration. Oh, thank God, God's word, God's spirit will do it for you. And my concluding statement is this. The entrance of his word and his presence will put a shine on you. Amen? So what do you say we be changed? By the renewing of our minds by the Word of God.